0: Hello and welcome to Counterthought, a podcast dedicated to my counterthoughts about mainstream media, politics, and culture, and the impact on our nation. I am your host, Brian Fletter. You can follow this podcast on its Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast, on Instagram at counter underscore thought, and on Twitter at counter underscore podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Counterthoughts. Liars, the blatant lies from mainstream media and the liberal left about Kyle Rittenhouse and what that means, big picture. So, for my uh, devoted listeners, you may notice that I sound a little bit different. That's because I'm not in my typical studio. And that is because I have a special guest with me for the entire episode. And because I'm trying to save time with the whole Rittenhouse verdict. So, please join me in welcoming. Jessica Dalton, back to the podcast, coming to you from San Diego, California. Jess, say hello.
1: Hey, I'm so excited to be back on your podcast. Yay. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you did so great the first time and everyone gave me positive reviews about you. Um, <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and they may have liked you more than me. I'm That's still debatable. Um <laughs> So I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here to give you a platform, right? One more platform. (laughs) So
1: I appreciate it. I had so much fun the first time and I'm so excited about this episode today. And yeah, so excited. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Of course. So to set uh, the stage for everyone, the one of the main reasons why I wanted you back on besides just enjoying having conversations with you, but when it comes to Kyle Rittenhouse, I know for the last two weeks, right? I think um, what his his trial lasted for around fourteen mm, days I or think, something like yeah. that. Maybe Fifteen, I think it was almost days.
1: three weeks.
0: Okay, even longer. It went a
1: while. Yeah,
0: and a lot of your content over that time period was focused on the trial, right? Like, mm-hmm. like huge, huge national implications. Everyone was watching. Um, so I just want you as we talk here, just to share about things you experienced. And we'll obviously talk about the, the subject matter of this, um, this episode being the blatant lies that were told by, by people with high levels of influence. And that's one thing we'll talk about here is um, zooming out at some point and talk about big picture, like what this means and, and just what we saw take place over the last three weeks and even going back to the start of when this first happened in late August of last year. And just how that impacted the trial, um, and how unfortunately some of those same things that were said, what that fourteen months ago or so, fifteen months ago, are still mm-hmm. are still being said today, even after the not guilty verdict. Um, yeah. So yeah, just, so crazy, right? Uh, just uh, since you were, you know, two weeks, three weeks. And so much of your content was dedicated to this trial. Can you just tell us, you know, what you experienced firsthand with um, reactions from your followers and and also just following the, the trial on the day-to-day?
1: Yeah. So it was interesting. I feel like like right in the very beginning, I kind of just started covering it just a little bit. And I pulled my audience and I'm like, hey, who's watching this? Who's who's not watching it? And it was kind of like 5050, I would say. Um, and then I would I would say, when they decided to put Kyle on the stand is when it kind of exploded, I guess, if you will, in the media, um, and it really started to pique people's interest because I don't that that's not super common in um, these type of cases. I mean, it happens, but I don't. It's not super common, and so I think people were really shocked by that, and and considering all the implications that kind of went behind it, I think even more so that you know part of the reason. That this happened was it was at uh, Black Lives Matter. I won't say protest because it really wasn't a protest, but you know, um, and so it really started to pique people's interest. And I really was m- one of my main focuses in the beginning was this is what happened. Like these are the facts of the case because there was so many lies going on um, surrounding it. I mean, there was. um, A Instagrammer in particular, and I won't call her out on your podcast, but who has a very large following. And, you know, she was asked a question in one of her question box and just, I mean, riddled off more lies for people. And I just was so flabbergasted by that because it's hard to find reliable news media as it is, but then you go on social media and that just kind of amplifies that. So, yeah, I yep. just really was, I just decided I'm going to just take as much time as needed towards this and I'm just going to dedicate whatever time is needed because I saw the ramifications of it um, that really wasn't about Kyle. Like Kyle was being sacrificed on the altar of what Uh, The left wants this country to be that, that we bow to the woke mob, no matter what, and the constitution doesn't matter anymore. You are not allowed to defend yourself. You are not allowed to protect your business. And that's really what it was about. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to dedicate my time and talk about it as much as I can. And I can't even begin to tell you how many people messaged me that didn't even know that Kyle did not shoot black men. That yeah. found out from me that Kyle shot white men, and that in and of itself, I mean, I think speaks volumes.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing a couple of your stories and posts about that. Just people's reactions, like, "Wait, what? Then why in the then why in the heck were they calling him a um, you know a white supremacist and a racist and all this stuff?" Going mm-hmm. back to when this first began. And uh, I think it was like August 25th, right? August 24th of last year. And I know, mm-hmm. I, talk- and I, know I talked about this in my very first episode of this podcast. Um, I touched on the, the responsibility that those who have great influence, they have, a, I would say, a greater responsibility to watch their mm-hmm. words and what they say. And that didn't, that didn't happen like at all. From the liberal left, whether you are part of the mainstream media, whether you were a politician, whether you are now the sitting president of the United States, whether you're a celebrity, it was all about whatever advances their agenda. And like you said, Mm -hmm. Kyle was the sacrifice for their agenda.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I just want to go back and touch on this particular Instagrammer that I was talking about. And I think one of the reasons why it was so upsetting to me was is because it wasn't just this incident with this person that I had noticed this. And this person also claims to be very neutral. They just want to state the facts. They don't. They're not <laughs> giving you their opinion. They just want to state the facts. And in the very first slide that this person was talking about it, they said, um, "Well." jacob blake was an unarmed black man and so they don't even it's just interesting that they claim to only care about facts and only care about truth but then do not care about truth at all and i actually went and visited this person's page today to see if there was any follow-up and sure enough and it was just so riddled i mean it's like I would almost have more respect for this person if they just came out and said what they were really thinking, you know, but it's just like riddled with this, like, Oh, well, I, I don't want to like step on anybody's toes. And, um, people were asking this person if Kyle could be retried again. And she was like, unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, girl, girl, that's called double jeopardy. That's not going to happen. You know, maybe a federal case, but anyways, I just wanted to say that, that it's not just me harping on somebody to harp on somebody. This person has a clear bias, which is fine. We all have bias, you know, but you're not on honest with your audience and they believe you because you're saying, oh, I'm just, all I care about is facts guys. It's just all pure honesty over here. And it's not, it's just not. So anyways,
0: no, uh, (laughs) no, I'm glad you said that. I mean, if you're, we all have bias, like you said, um, Outside of politics, right? We have bias towards so many things. Fr- most likely, probably um, stemming from different experiences we had growing up, um, or in our present-day lives, that causes a bias towards something. And and kind con- mm-hmm. and you know, which means we don't like one thing, but we like you know another. Um, and if you're going to be biased, just own it, right? So yeah,
1: absolutely. You
0: know, like 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 with this podcast, I make. No, I like, I'm not trying to hide it at all. I am on the political right. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I that is obvious. I, I had a conversation with a gentleman on another podcast this week. It'll be released in January, um, mid January. But he's like, dude, when I first, cause he had never met me before. He's like, dude, Brian, whenever I first looked at your uh, counterthought podcast page on Instagram, he's like, oh man, this guy's going to be a this guy's gonna be a hard, like far right, um, Trump MAGA w- hat wearing dude, and all this stuff. And he's like, "Man, getting to talk to you, it's like you're pretty level headed." <laughs> like, yeah, I can tell you're on the political right, but it's like, you know, you're just looking at your profile. Like, well, uh, that's what that's what I, I thought, and is... I was like, "Yeah, like I am that, um, not <laughs> not far right, but kind of thing. Like, I'm I'm nowhere near the far far right." But I was like, "But yeah, I can." I can have conversations with people. That's what i would I would like to have well, in, and doesn't in, in, in these that conversations just even I want people speak to, be honest. to the
1: media doesn't that just speak to the media and more lies like they've made people who are Republican or Trump supporters out to be. I mean, it's been like that since what before twenty sixteen that we're crazy. We're conspiracy theorists. we are on a cold. I mean, I, I think even him just saying that speaks to the media's lies and the implications of the media's lies that we can't have conversations with people who have opposite opinions of us is just, it's just a lie. Are there extremists? Of course there is extremists on any side of the aisle, you know, that's just reality, I think. But I think the majority of people are willing to be open and have a conversation with each other, you know, yeah, we got to get back to civil discourse in this country. We really do.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. If you extend the olive branch, is that other person willing to to accept it, right, and have have the conversations that we need to be having?
1: Mhm. Um,
0: mhm. But to steer us back to the to the liar aspect of this and how those with um I think originally I said great power, but definitely great influence. And from influence comes power, but that's probably a different topic for a different episode. Uh, so, those with great influence, whether you know you're, it's a so- social media like an influencer, whether it is a politician, um, a celebrity, whether it is the media, the one thing that I've noticed, and it gets worse and worse because because of this very fact, is we as the American people, or at least those who are the supporters of these of these individuals do not hold them accountable for when they make mistakes, when they, when they blatantly lie and because mm-hmm. there's no accountability, they're going to continue to do it. And I'll use this example again. I think I used it in episode one and Jess, you are a mom. So you know this when you have a child and you're also a puppy owner. So you double know this <laughs> when you have a child, if you do not hold them accountable and correct them when they are you know misbehaving they automatically right like it's in our dna for a child as you grow and develop to test your boundaries right to find the limits within your household of what you can and cannot do and if you as the parent don't correct your child and find some form of way to uh hold them accountable, whether it's like a different kind of discipline or taking something away, you know, whatever it is, they're going to continue to push and test those limits. And until you intercede and stop it, it's just going to keep going and going Mm -hmm. and getting more and more out of control. And I feel like that is where we are today. The Mm -hmm. everyone is in it for what for themselves, whatever helps them and not for the larger public. Yeah. And, and there's not enough accountability. So these lies are just getting more and more outrageous. Absolutely. So like, yeah, oops. absolutely. No, go ahead. If you had something to say.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, um, to that point though, I think people are, um, starting to do that, hold people accountable, I think it's slowly. I feel like the tides are starting to turn. I feel like after the after today's verdict, um, a lot of people woke up to the lies of the media. A lot of I think actually, Bubba Wallace is a perfect example of this. <laughs> um, okay, for those of you who don't know who Bubba Wallace is, he's a NASCAR driver, and he was the one that claimed that somebody hung a noose in his uh, garage. The FBI investigated. Turns out, it was not a noose. It was a, um, oh gosh, I don't want to get it wrong. Help me out here, Brian. Wasn't it it like a like a pulley for a, a garage yeah, to door to like bring
0: the door down? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so and he and actually they verified that today. because
0: it was like the same thing in every garage.
1: Yeah, which is so insane. The fact that the FBI had to investigate. Anyways, we won't go into it. <laughs> That's the story. He claimed somebody hung a noose in his garage. FBI came and investigated. It, it was not a noose. It was clearly a pulley for a garage door. So anyways, he tweeted today, um, ha, huh, let the boy be black and it would be, and it would have been life. Hell, he would have had his life taken before this BS trial. Sad. Um, so this was eight hours ago that he tweeted it and his like to comment ratio is off the chain. <laughs> He yeah. has way more comments on this post than he does likes, which I think is just indicative of people are waking up to, if you think that Kyle's skin color, if that situation, if conservatives would have felt any differently, if Kyle had been, I don't care if Kyle was black, Asian, white, purple, gr- I, I, I don't care. That's not the point. It's it's not about race. And then the fact that they keep trying to make it about race. Um people are waking up to that they're they're starting to see that you're you're yeah. making something that's not really there try to be there and i don't know how about how you well maybe i won't say that <laughs> i just i think that people are definitely waking up that uh this is a a fallacy they're they're making they're I don't, I think racism exists a hundred percent. I think we can all agree that racism exists. I think it's one of those things that's probably never going to go away because people are imperfect and people struggle with all kinds of things. It's not right. We always stand against it. We always say we're never treating anybody differently on the basis of their skin. It's like Martin Luther King said, we don't judge people on the content of their skin. We judge them on the content of their character. Um, But I think people are waking up to this false narrative that's being perpetuated across America right now, that everything is about race and that's just not true. It's just not.
0: Yeah, I agree. um, 100%. So getting back to, well, continuing with the Rittenhouse case, I just want to quickly just for you read through um, some of the greatest hits going back to when this occurred again, last August of the things that were said about at the time, this the 17 year old, as, because to me the media just wanted to jump on this. They saw it as an opportunity, and they didn't care what they said. Um, they knew that people were going to buy it. So here we go. He was called a vigilante, a white supremacist, a racist. He was um, compared to a school shooter. Because they mm. said he crossed state lines with a gun, which, <laughs> untrue, uh, mm-hmm. he got the gun in Wisconsin. They made it sound like he went looking for trouble when he lives, what, 20 minutes from Kenosha and his, his dad lives in Kenosha. Lives so it's not like Kenosha. he's unfamiliar with the area. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to run down this list of names of people who, who spouted these, these blatant lies and continue to do so. And again, this is being recorded after the verdict. So these things are still being said. Hakeem Jeffries, he is the chairman of the Democrat caucus in Congress. So very high up on their leadership level. Joy Reid, who has her own show on MSNBC. Joy Behar. (laughs) Joe Scarborough. (laughs) Joe Biden. Now, Biden's interesting. We may talk about this here in a little bit, but why is there so many
1: joes in there
0: right yeah it's all these j's sorry i should have spaced (laughs) them out differently that's fine but biden goes back to the campaign and i believe all from his mouth and then also during a dnc ad had kyle's picture in an ad against white supremacy and at that time joe biden was a private citizen but we'll we'll come back to that um lebron james Recently, I think this past week, whenever Kyle took the stand and was crying, broke Mm -hmm. down, called them fake tears. And then today, Joy Reid or yesterday said that um, might as well call them white tears and also brought in Mm -hmm. going back to the Kavanaugh hearing and how if a man cry, a white man cries in court, that's going to get him a not guilty verdict and this was on cnn he was
1: crying and then he wasn't crying
0: (laughs) right yeah right sorry continue uh representative gwen moore from a democrat from wisconsin uh, also called rittenhouse a white supremacist and i mean the list just goes on and on and you if you in that list included (laughs) included mainstream media members which probably isn't surprising It included Democrat politicians. So let's like, you know, we're going up the responsibility uh ladder here, Mm -hmm. celebrities, and then the eventual and now present day president of the United States. (sighs) And where is that accountability? From the members or from their supporters on the liberal left? Is it only going to be us on the right and those in the middle that are persuadable and see the truth that are taking was it the red pill or or the white pill, and finally waking mm-hmm. up to what is going on?
1: Mhm yeah it's 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 unbelievable that that's i mean, like you said, even right now after the verdict is is still happening it's there's still lies being perpetuated about Kyle it's it's really just unbelievable at this point that it's that we've gotten this far, you know, that we can't even look at facts of, of a case that we're so emotionally um, tied to things that we can't even look at the facts of a case. You know, like you said, like Kyle doesn't live. That was another thing that I noticed uh, with my following on Instagram People were actually sending me screenshots of Google maps, um, from where Kyle lives to Kenosha and saying, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I drive further to go see my friend to have dinner or, oh my gosh, I, this is, this is the amount of time I drive to work every day. Like the amount of people that sent me that too, I was people, they just don't know. They don't know because the media made it sound like, oh, he just drove all the way from Florida to Texas with his AR 15. (laughs) And that's just not true. Okay. So I'm not sure when this happened at some point today, Colin Kaepernick tweeted, just witnessed a system built on white supremacy, validate the terrorist acts of a white supremacist. This only furthers, this only further uh, validates the need to abolish our current system. White supremacy cannot be reformed. And then John Burke, I don't know if you follow John Burke. He's, he's getting pretty popular on Instagram, but he replied and said, (laughs) <laughs> it's like watching Helen Keller trying to teach. I spy to a blind mute.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, don't even get me started oh. on Kaepernick. Um, the, uh, oh yeah. I forgot uh, domestic terrorist. That was another lie that was, mm-hmm. that you could find as a, on a clip as uh, from mainstream media. So we have white yeah, supremacist, yeah. Race, white supremacist, racist, domestic terrorist, school shooter, vigilante. Uh, I'm going to make sure I'm not missing any um, white tears. Um, yeah, and that was all leading up to the case. And then some of those were during the case. And for those of you who maybe didn't follow the, follow the trial too closely, um, I don't understand, well, logically I have to speak with logic here because the the mainstream media doesn't use logic. So I guess the white supremacy claim that they're trying to make is they're because they're trying to tie it back to Jacob Blake. And I guess they're trying to then make Kyle look like he was going there to cause trouble as if he's going Mm -hmm. there to try to kill individuals who are protesting in support of Jacob Blake when everything that occurred, which, well, first none of that was true. And then they were rioters that ended up attacking and provoking Kyle Rittenhouse, but they just continued with this whole white supremacy racist thing when no one that was shot or any even involved in these alter in the altercation at at all mm-hmm. was black or of a different race. Like, but they just yeah. kept going with it and going with it. And I think I remember you sharing like, and I think you may have just started you said it before, but whatever media some like millions of people are following, they were telling you like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize till this trial that actually no one involved in this case was it was no one was a different race everyone was white so like where, where is white. this where is this racist claim white supremacist coming from like unreal. yeah and people just they don't check anything right like no. how, how quickly could you find in a google search you could type in what google search you could, or just ask siri or whatever um
1: well and it's funny too like, because who, i think that well, details well, of funny, the rit- right.
0: details of the written house case and i guarantee you right. you would get like images of Rittenhouse and then the three, mm-hmm. the three guys that he shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's yeah. like 10 seconds.
1: But if you think back to the beginning, when this all broke, the media just conveniently left out that it was these three white guys that were shot yep. because quite honestly, like I, I mean, I think they really thought they were going to get away with something here, but they didn't. um, but yeah, and then and then you know the reality is is most people move on with their lives. So they're like, oh yeah, that thing happened. That guy was white supremacist, okay, and moved on. They move on, you know, and they don't take the time to look into things. And hopefully, that will start to change with with this case and people kind of realizing, like, wait a second. I I I mean, you can go back right now and look through some of my posts just about this case on my feed, and there's people commenting on there. I had no idea that he didn't shoot black men but um yeah it's, it's very yeah. it's uh it's very interesting that
0: and again we've i've said it already that the reason this is going on is because they want to fundamentally change the united states right mm-hmm. they want to fundamentally mm-hmm. change it not only not at the federal constitutional level but at the state level at the local level We've seen it with um just like the school board, uh the parents speaking out at school boards. Um here with this case, this was a state case. There there's nothing federal here and the DOJ has looked like a laughing stock. They're supposed to be non political, right? Like that's what we assured with with Mr. Back to mm. back to uh normal, everything's gonna be all cool. Build back better. Yeah. Um <laughs> Merrick Garland and and Joe Biden. But yeah. There's nothing is going to change. Like nothing, it seemed like nothing, it seemed like was going to change with the school boards until there was pushback. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that pushback is building, but it's slow. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about like in the last election, it was what, like 150 million people voted. So we're talking about, even though we see people's minds changing, that could be just like hundreds, maybe thousands but you know how many thousands it takes to make 1 million? Yeah. <laughs> like this is, yeah. this is a a process and, but it there has to be pushback because otherwise it's just going to continue because the ultimate goal is the agenda to change America. And mm-hmm. like I said, it, it, it's not just low level people. I mean, we're talking about yeah. policymakers, lawmakers, those in leadership yeah. positions of Congress and the sitting President of the United States, I know what I said earlier about Biden was when he was a private citizen running for president. But today, mm-hmm. this is just a tweet, this isn't his full statement, so this is just a tweet. It's more consumable this way. He said, quote, "While the verdict in Kenosha will leave many, myself included, feeling angry and concerned, we must acknowledge." that the jury has spoken. So, Mr. President, why why are you angry and concerned? What are you concerned about? And this is what I heard on the media, like on on MSNBC. I forced myself to watch MSNBC. (laughs) Thankfully, I had a... a Even after
1: they got caught (laughs) following the jury bus?
0: (laughs) Thankfully, I had something else scheduled on my calendar, so I only had to take in about 45 minutes to an hour of it. (laughs) But what they kept hitting on is Everyone, every legal mind they had on there was a former prosecutor, right? That's on purpose. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they
0: kept hitting on like, oh, this is going to just give other vigilantes at protests, peaceful protests, the thought that they can just walk around and start hurting people. So they are peddling the lies that as if Rittenhouse was walking around looking for trouble, pointing his gun at people, brandishing his gun and, you know, raising it up and saying like, you know, I'm coming after you. No, they're, mm-hmm. but they're trying to spin this to make it seem as if at every protest, now you, a protester, need to fear for your life, fear for your life because of this case, someone's just going to walk around and think, hey, I can go up and just shoot somebody in the chest if they yell at me like I'll be good. What? Right. They're just more division, more and more division. It, it doesn't stop.
1: Well, I think I was telling you uh, before we started recording that Gavin Newsom, who, for those of you who don't know, is the governor of California. He tweeted out today, um, America Today, you can break the law, carry around weapons built for military, shoot and kill people and get away with it. That's the message we have sent to armed vigilantes across the nation. And I'm I'm laughing because I feel like this uh, this kind of same message is being you know, sent around with different politicians, and celebrities, oh, we're sending the message that people cannot, people can protect their businesses and use their weapons. And yeah, yes, that's exactly the message we sent that you are able to protect your business and you are able to bear arms. And if somebody attacks you, you are allowed to shoot. That is the exact message. (laughs) it's like, yes, that's the message we're sending, because that is the Constitution, that you have the right to bear arms and you have the right to self-defense.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, hello, Second Amendment. Hello, Mm -hmm. freedom. Um, I heard one uh, pundit say, you know, you know, if you live in certain parts of the country, you might not think that you need um, a firearm to protect yourself. But if you live in the country and it's going to take the police 10 minutes or something to get to your door, you need protection and you have the right to that protection. But mm-hmm. I mean, MSNBC, it was just unreal. It was Chuck Todd and then he handed it over to Katie Turr um, and everyone was a former prosecutor, right? Which they have just like the mindset of, right, you got you to find the victim, or not the victim, but you got to find uh, the defendant guilty, you know, and they're just trying to spin it trying to spin it like, oh, we're just opening up Pandora's box now. We're going to have vigilantes everywhere walking around looking to start trouble, just shooting people up who are peacefully protesting. One, it wasn't a peaceful protest. When he was there, it was a riot. You can see the fire. Right. <laughs> you can right. see the fire burning. Um, and the, I mean, it's just it's just lie after lie. And that situation, one could argue, wouldn't have happened if the governor of the state of Wisconsin, Tony Evers or Evers. I forget how he pronounces it. And what if it enabled the national guard and the local leaders of Kenosha to use law enforcement, like the police were there, but the police were told to stand behind this, this line, right. This barricade that they created and not to intervene, basically just giving everyone who wanted to riot an opportunity to get it out of their system.
1: Which is so insane. Like, The public took it upon themselves to protect the area. The fact that Trump, I think people also forget this that Trump um, told, I forget, what's his name, the governor of Wisconsin, Evans? Evers. Evers, you know, offered Evers to bring in the National Guard, and he said no. Like, let's not forget, this would not have happened had a person in a leadership position actually did what was right. But instead, he wanted to play uh, politics with his, you know, governorship and didn't want to take Trump's offer because it's Trump and watched his city get burned to the ground. And if he really does think Rosenbaum and these other guys that were shot by Kyle are heroes, well, then you let your heroes die. Like, (laughs) it's just so... the irony in all of it you know i'm not making light of people that died obviously i'm not promoting anybody to die um even though they were horrible people but it's like the irony of it that you you people are calling these people heroes but then you didn't actually send anybody in to help your so-called heroes
0: <laughs> yeah and and the verdict and the vert am not sorry not the verdict I don't- Um, I was just reading the official statement from the governor of of Wisconsin uh, Evers and his uh, his, the first paragraph of his statement.
1: It's pretty lengthy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the the first paragraph because, yeah, quote, no verdict will be able to bring back the lives of Anthony Huber, Joseph Rosenbaum or heal Gage Grosskreutz injuries, just as no verdict can heal the wounds or trauma experienced by Jacob Blake and his family. No ruling today changes our reality in Wisconsin that we have to work to do, that we have work to do toward equity, accountability, and justice that communities across our state are demanding and deserve, end quote. That this first paragraph. Um, <laughs> Jess, can I ask you a question? Yes. Yeah. What name did you not hear in that statement, that first paragraph? And for those of you who haven't seen it, I promise. Rittenhouse's name is not even mentioned in this statement. (laughs) The only way, the only time his name is mentioned is when they are setting the context of the statement. Governor Tony Evers today released the following statement regarding the verdict in the Rittenhouse case, but nowhere in his statement does he say Rittenhouse's name like, Oh, justice, Mm -hmm. you know, was served justice prevailed, you know, whatever the rule of law prevailed kind of you know none of that it's all focusing on these the 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 three that were shot and jacob blake who are all seen as victims
1: well and let's not forget brian kyle was 17 at the time of this incident Mm -hmm. rosenbaum was i think uh if i remember correctly don't quote me but i think he's 36 um yeah rosenbaum is 26, I think. I mean, these are grown men.
0: Hubert was, I think, uh, 26 or 28.
1: Yeah. Grown men, regardless. And the fact that the left wants to demonize a 17-year-old boy who wants to be a nurse. He said that after the trial today, he wants to go to school to be a nurse. He was going to school to be an EMT. I mean, you can tell he really cares about people. You know. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're will, the the left is willing to do this to a child is just so, I mean, it's evil. It just is. It's just, it's so evil. And the things that people will do for (laughs) political gain is so, it's very sad. It's very disheartening that that's where, that's where we are partly as a country that somebody would do that to a 17 year old I mean, this poor kid you can just see in his face that he is traumatized from all oh. of this you know
0: yeah for those of you who didn't see the verdict the reading of the verdict all five counts not guilty after the first not guilty you could see because again the instructions for everyone in that courtroom even him you know, no emotions, right? If mm-hmm. you get over emotional, he said there are plenty of security in here that will escort you out.
1: Escort <laughs> you out, yeah. I
0: think he said, like, we'll whisk you out of here, whatever. Um, Judge Schroeder said, Schrader said. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that first not guilty, you could see Rittenhouse's lips start quivering. Yeah. And the tears starting to develop in his eyes. Like, I don't know if he is. A christian or not or if he has any kind of faith in any anything at all but he is like i was trying can to he... put myself in his situation and they say pray without ceasing
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that is what if i was yeah. him that is what i would have been doing like that first not guilty and leading up to it just oh be my like gosh please lord jesus christ please can lord jesus you like, imagine please, please, the please,
1: anticipation please. The feeling oh. of just like knowing your whole—I mean, the air had to be, have been sucked out of that room for him. I—I I was standing.
0: He collapsed. I
1: know. I was standing in front of my TV with like the volume blaring, and my whole entire body was shaking. Just—I mean, I was very invested in it. I had been, you know, quote unquote, reporting on it for two weeks, so I was very invested. I had lost sleep over it. Just thinking about it. And I my whole body was shaking and I can't even imagine what he was feeling. I I and 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 that age, can you imagine? I don't think, you know, your your brain isn't even fully developed until until you're 25. Your frontal, what is it? Your frontal cortex. That's probably not atonically correct, but you know, your brain's not fully developed until you're 25. And I he probably doesn't even fully understand the magnitude of what he just went through like it will probably take him a good few years to really process everything he just went through i i, I mean I, he, how you could even remor- remotely to be the same after that
0: is yeah, unimaginable the, the anticipation and just watching him like i mean you said you were shaking my my heart was racing faster because i mean like i was team kyle team rittenhouse all the way I mean, you can Mm -hmm. see, you could see it just based on the evidence. Like there was no legitimate case here to say that he provoked anyone. Um, and you know, he, you know, he was not guilty on all five counts and rightfully so, but yeah, I just can't, I tried to put myself there. And like I said, with the praying, I would have been doing, been doing that and shaking. And I mean, his his lips were quivering, probably just hoping and praying Mm -hmm. that continual non, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm. I'm not one to get nauseous easily, but I'm pretty sure I would have. I would (laughs) have (laughs) vomited.
1: I would have. Oh my gosh! Did you happen to see? Uh, for those of you who have the Bible app on their phones, did you happen to see the verse of the day for today? For those of you who have the Bible app on your phones, uh, today being what is the date? The nineteenth, the day that Kyle was announced not guilty. The verse of the day is. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Second Corinthians three seventeen, And I just thought that oh was so fitting, right? And I just had so many people telling me that I've never prayed for a complete stranger like I did for Kyle and that God just really, I mean, I, mean, I, th- I think even down to the judge, I think God just really came through with this whole thing. And I just thought that was really... What a beautiful way to end the day with that verse, right?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I didn't catch that, uh, so thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I mean, so so with that being said, where kind of touched on it a little bit, but Jess, where do you think we as a country goes from here? Do you think there will be any Accountability, you think more people are going to wake up to what's going on, or as many that can wake up as possible, because some people you can't help, right? Like you Mm -hmm. can't you can't help someone who doesn't want help. Mm -hmm. So where do you think yeah, where do you think we go from here? Because this, like you said, is is a win, is a victory. Um, not only just for Kyle Rittenhouse, but also I we feel like for the the
1: country. um, The
0: the country and the truth seekers and everything. So that on top of what happened in the uh, the Virginia election um, and what is said to be brewing or expected to happen in the midterms next year, like, where do you think these little, I think the term is like anecdotal, mm-hmm. where, where do you think this goes? Is it continue to, to build or is there, are we actually going to see change within the heart of our country? Yeah, like, I definitely what think,
1: I definitely think it's building. It's for sure building. I think, um, with the Virginia win and with today, I think it's very indicative of what we're going to see in 2022 and in 2024. Um, we're not going to change everybody's mind and that's okay. We don't need to change everybody's mind, you know, but, um, I do think more and more people are waking up. They are seeing the fake media for what it is. Um, and they want to be on the right side of history. I really do think a lot of people feel that way and we're getting there slowly, but surely. Um, Yeah. Today was a good day. It was a win, not only for Kyle, but really for, for America, that this, you know, even though our justice system is not perfect, um, that it works and yeah. Good day.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I hope, and this is again, big, big picture. So those that we rattled off that have high, high profiles, high levels of, of influence and popularity, you know, they can get their They can send a tweet, post something to an Instagram story, to a, a reel, to just a post. And it goes out to thousands of people immediately. And if anything is ever said in air, it's already gone out to thousands of people and shared probably mm-hmm. thousands or millions of more times beyond that. So what I hope, and you just you know, the the Bible verse that you just shared from from the Bible at the Bible app. I hope that the people who are on the record in this case, and then in other cases before, um, I think it is going to take, and we are seeing it. I think this is why this is happening, but I think it's going it's going to take God moving in these people, Jesus moving in these people. Yeah not saying mm-hmm. all these people are not christians and they're just caught up in in the sin of lying or lack of a, some maybe like sold their soul for what they're what they're after within their career mm-hmm. but i think that's what it is going to take like at some point they're like day a, a day of reckoning like internally within their own conscience or something something has to happen to see the drastic change or for the drastic change to occur, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like there's only so much we can do, I believe, um, just like from a political standpoint and things and just truth and freedom and, and, and every, everything that we're, we're for and everything that we're, we want to see turn and the tide turn within the country, get back to, to where the country was um, years ago with the Christian faith, like, as the anchor the foundation the cornerstone of our country like that's what i think it's going to take and especially it's mm-hmm. going to take that in the people who are dead set and believing whatever they're told by whoever they look up to when those people are flat out lying to them that it's going to take supernatural for lack of a better term it's going to take an act of god to change those individuals but for those who are persuadable and and everything we just need to continue you and I and others that we follow need to continue to put the truth out there and hold the people accountable that are countering you know the truth and and what we're seeking you know who want to see America change completely like there is always an agenda going on and if and we have to continue to step up and pray right
1: mm-hmm. and pray
0: that that God will save our country from, from where we're headed. Cause we are, we are far, yeah. far, far away from where we once were when our country was founded Absolutely, and you can see it day in and day out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely cannot continue to let the erode happen. And like you said, pray and fight against it. And the great thing about America is we do not need a majority. That is why we live in a republic and majority mob does not rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, so lucky for us, we don't need a majority to come to this, this side, uh, but we do need some more people awake and we do need some more good leadership. And I, I I, really do think there is high hopes on the horizon.
0: Right. And we're supposed to pray for our leaders Yes, too as well, whether whether they're on whether your side Whether we like or not. them or
1: not, we pray for them. <laughs>
0: right? Yep. Very yes, true.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I I really appreciate you letting me use your platform as an outlet. And I just know you're, you're going to do big things. And I'm so thankful that you let me be just a small part of it.
0: Of course, Jess. And thank you again for coming on and for sharing everything that you experienced and that you that you saw during this whole Rittenhouse case, and for the convert the larger conversation about, you know, responsibility for those who have great influence, and mm-hmm. taking it upon our ourselves to, to hold those people accountable, um, and to basically wake them up, to put an end to the, the the blatant lies that are that are happening and taking place, to to reshape this country. So thank you again, and I hope you will join me again soon.
1: Of course, thank you so much.
0: All right, that's it for this episode. Remember to subscribe and engage with me on Instagram at Counter underscore thought, on Twitter at Counter underscore podcast, and on the Counterthought podcast page on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Counterthought.